When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Top Network Studios. In Hollywood, this. this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. We're going to be talking movies, video games, and comic books, and the road to San Diego Comic Con, which is next week. We will not have a show next week because we'll be in San Diego partying hard and doing the geek thing, shooting a lot of stuff for the Geekscape website, taking a lot of interviews for this show right here, and pretty much having a great time. I'm almost ready for it, but buckling just a little bit under the pressure. Um, San Diego is a special, special time every year for us geeks. It's really our spring break, and to talk to you guys about San Diego and get you guys ready for it, uh, my good buddy Matt Robb is here. Hey, buddy. And we actually met at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, so we Matt's, did. I think we had like a weird passing of two ships thing on a press line once. It was very awkward. Matt's going to be here, and then Nick Gregorio is going to be joining us when he... Uh, finally navigates the uh, Los Angeles subway. And we've got a couple call-ins. We've got uh, Mark Zickery. He's going to be calling in and give us an update on Space Command and talk about all the different... He's really like great at giving us a, a creative's guide to Comic-Con. He knows what to do to maybe get yourself hired as a writer or director at Comic-Con. And then um, in the second half of the hour, we're going to have Marcus Sagi. He's a host of Hidden City. Uh, he's got a new book out, and he's going to be calling up to talk about that. So we've got a ton of geek stuff. He's got this book about like superpowered people. It's kind of like heroes, kind of like alphas, uh, a little bit of X-Men, but um, I think he's got a new take on it, which uh, sounds pretty good. Um, so we got Matt here. I am here, yeah. If you guys are going to Comic-Con, you can join us at Geekscape Booth 3919. Um, you can always call us up, 323-622-8623. But let's get to Matt and talk about uh, Comic-Con right off the bat. What are the things in San Diego What's your earliest San Diego memory? I'll oh, start there. Oh, man, my earliest. Uh, well, I think actually you and I had a conversation earlier. Uh, this is my 20th anniversary with Comic-Con. Well, I didn't know that. This is my 20th anniversary. The first year I went, August of 1993. It was in August. It was a cold August evening. No, it was, uh, it, that was the very first year that I went. It was still at the Harley-Davidson Convention Center, which was now the San Diego Convention Center. And that was the first year they showcased two big things. One was uh, uh, famed horror director Roger Corman had come out with a brand new movie called The Fantastic Four. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got to see the very first sizzle footage of a new show called Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. In 93? 1993. I always keep placing uh, Lois and Clark earlier in the 90s. No, it's weird. It, it was 93 to 98. It oh. was like five years. I, and I didn't see it running that late. Yeah. Because that's like almost into Smallville. I know. Because like Smallville is like what? 2000, 2001. 2001. Wow. Yeah. Um, 
What 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 kind of memories did you have from that? I mean, you were what? How old were you? Uh, you were like 14, 15. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was around that age. I was just at the point where I was like, this is amazing. Like, just, right. there was so much cool stuff. Because that was when you could, like, walk the floor and not get elbowed in the face every time as, as a child. Right. As opposed to now where I just elbow kids. It's, yeah. Um, thank God for the booth because uh, <laughs> it, it gives me, like, a 10 by 10 uh, bubble where crazy I crazy barrier. Yeah, crazy barrier. You know, in 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 like Sunday or like closing hours, or maybe I'll I'll try and get to the uh, to the convention center early, and and I'll I'll get there and I'll kind of walk the floor and see who's setting up what, and I'll be like, all right, well, I'll come visit you later if if there's like a you get to see the Marvel booth before it gets completely. Tainted. I do. Uh, the people at Legendary who who are right across from us got mad at me last year because I, t- I, I like they put up this piece of paper around the suits from Pacific Rim. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, you really should. Um, Travis Beach on the Pacific Rim screenwriter uh, joined us in the studio. And um, the movie had a script. That, well, that actually <laughs> makes it worse now that I get that. So uh, they had these uh, two suits like in a glass c- case last year, and it was across from us. And as we were setting up, all I could notice was that one of the suits had like breasts, and I was like, "That suit's got titties on it," and I kept yelling that. And so before they opened the doors on preview night, somebody from Legendary came and put up a bunch of paper. Like around the suits because they were going to unveil it sure. when Guillermo was there signing, and they were going to wait to unveil it. And I was like, "Oh wow! Um, well, we already put the pictures of what's in there on the Geekscape website, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's a problem." And uh, they got a little mad at me because because uh, when they ultimately dropped the paper, what do you think I was yelling out loud? It's got titties. Check out them titties. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Warner Brothers separated from them. I wonder yeah. what it was your fault. Yeah, it, was, it all breaks down to it. Yeah, no, it wasn't Hangover Three at all. <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, the seventh sun that's coming no, out. No, it wasn't did you see that, that trailer of that? No, I did, unfortunately. Um, so you've got uh, twenty years of Comic Con under yeah. your belt. Yeah. What's what besides? I, I yeah. like how I wear it like it's a badge of honor. It's you do. Really kind of pathetic. I would know. I was kind of like <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know your family history because your family owned what was it? It again? was the largest chain of comic book stores in the country at one time. It's called the Dream Factory. If you ever lived on the East Coast, all the way out to Ohio, we owned like fifteen different chains of comic book stores. So you grew up in a comic book store. I literally grew up, and not to the point where I grew up in a store but like when i was a baby they would put me in a long comic box and just put me on the shelf like that was what that was a thing like if i was like at the store i would just plot me in the box put me in the little showcase and that would be it nobody bought me but i was like in the back room is that why your posture is so (laughs) (laughs) it's exactly it why my posture is awful and i smell like new comics all the time it's always very weird you're like like oh uh the baby needs a change they just put a new bag and board on you (laughs) exactly exactly but no acid free it had to be acid free uh, so yeah, I basically it was like it was kind of cool at the time. It was like comic book royalty. It's like we right. went around and and you know my folks would take me to all these different places and you know we would we would get the whole treatment, which is why I'm spoiled now for Comic Con. I can't wait in line for anything now. And you shouldn't wait in line uh, yeah. really because that stuff's all going to be on the internet. Exactly. Within, like, a There's week. no point. I mean, like honestly, the big thing last year was what it was the Godzilla teaser, and that made it online. Right. It's like there's no there's no secrets anymore. There's right. nothing. Nope. It- and so what do you, what do you look forward to when you go to Comic-Con? I think it's just it's it's like awesome summer camp. Okay. I think I refer to there's it's two different ways to describe Comic-Con. Comic-Con is like summer camp for nerds where okay. we just get together for one week and you see all your friends you only see at summer camp and you all get together and you pick up stories just like where you left off last year. And it's also I've also come to the realization that Comic-Con is the Super Bowl of Halloween. Wait. What? <laughs> Think about it. I mean, it really is for the cosplayers and whatnot. It is right. the Super Bowl of Halloween. Like, if you are a Halloween fan, going to Comic-Con is like the Super Bowl for you. Like, it is the one culmination event where, like, all the people are going to go all out and spend hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. on the coolest looking things. And it's, the, it's, it's badass. I mean, I, 
my Facebook feed is full of cosplay friends of mine that are like, look at my costume, just drop 300 bucks on an armor plate. It's like, wow. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Like, here in L.A., they had that labyrinth this past weekend. <laughs> and it was, the, lab- the labyrinth of Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth yeah, well, well, it was like Jairus Labyrinth. It's mm-hmm. based on Labyrinth, the movie, and it's like a ball where everybody gets overdressed uh, from something like cosplay-ish, and they all... Dress they just up. stand around. That Wait, was a what? thing. They just stand around. You've been it's, to it? No, I haven't. But but in asking people, it's like all these people, like a big group of people, thought it was a great idea to go this year. And afterwards, Aspen was like, "What was it like?" It was like, "Well, you know, you just kind of stand around and look at each other's costumes." Is so, there even a dance? I guess kind like, of. Are people dancing? There's kind of the DJ. I would think that would become like swinging immediately. Immediately, but you would think, or at least somebody would come out with the David Bowie cool little ball thing, and he would do something. Michael awesome. Motion. Yes. You know that was the that was, that was the the, the, the magician who yep. did that the hand thing. He, he ruined it for me. Thank he could actually send. I mean, I saw. I saw him in like a like a theater class mm-hmm. in high school, and like they had they played a video of him, and he could send those weird silver balls like all over his body. <laughs> it's actually pretty insane. That's you know, awesome. You know, today like they would take um, David Bowie's face and just like rotoscope just it CGI on him. him. They'd pull they would just see. You know what? They wouldn't even hire Michael Motion. They would just have CGI balls going exactly. all over him. It's like, what's the point? Just have him do whatever he wants. We'll fix it later. Yeah, it's kind of surprising. I don't remember his name because like he, had, he would never come out of anywhere today. No, you know, like it would have—he wouldn't have gotten a chance. People would be like, "Oh, that CGI is nice." He's like, "No, I'm really doing it. I'm contorting my body to send <laughs> balls all over the place." Um, so, so that inspired a weird uh, costume ball that they all go to, and it's the kind of a thing. That sucks that they're all standing around. I would think that it would be like one of the Ren Fair, because like Ren Fair is nothing but like a bunch of like orgy people, right? Yeah, but at the Ren Fair, there's like cool stuff to do. Like you could throw axes, and there's something for everybody. For this, <laughs> it's literally just spend a bunch of money at a costume, and then just stand around and look at other people's costumes. I said that Gilmore should go as Hoggle from Labyrinth. <laughs> because it would be I think he did, didn't he? I feel like he might No, have. I think every other day he goes oh, as Hoggle. Oh, all right, fair. Yep, Labyrinth. Yep. And I was like, come on. Like, you know, I, th- I would think that that would be like, an in, like a, like like a really – Yeah, all he's got to do is put a hat on. Um, <laughs> let's take a phone call. I, this might be Mark, so let's take a phone call. Um, hey, you're on the air with Geekscape. Is this Mark? Yes, it is. Hey, Mark, how are you? Sorry, uh, sorry to catch you before your table meeting this week. No, it's, it's absolutely fine. I'm happy to do it. So, uh, listeners, Mark Zickery is on the phone with us. He's the uh, creator of Space Command, who hung out at our booth uh, last year. And then, as he's on his motorcycle right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like it doesn't. Yeah. Living the life. That's yeah. great, man. Yeah, he's living the life. He's he's, he's on the road to Comic Con right he's now. Riding a Harley yes. and calling into a radio show. I am, I am, I am indeed. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a rough hewn man, as everyone knows. So, we, we've had an amazing day shooting uh, footage for our, for, of our cast. In, I was going to uh, ask you about in, that. In, 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 in character, in costume, uh, for our Space Command reel, we're going to have all new effect shots. So we have Nira Furlan and Bill Mummy and Dean Hagelin from X-Files and Doug Jones from Falling Skies Love and uh-huh. Hans Labyrinth. It was just amazing uh, seeing them, you know, really, you know, saying lines and, you know, standing there in futuristic costumes. It was just great. So that's, how, great. You spent, that's and, how you spent uh, today? That's- it's, it's been a very fun day, a very, very fun day. And uh, Mike, Mike Philpott, who's a costume uh, fabricator, he designed the, he built the, uh, the S for, the, for Superman in the new Superman movie. He oh, was cool. pulling together costumes for us. And, uh, and we also had uh, the winners of our huge talent search. We're not going to announce the names yet. We're going to announce that at Comic-Con, but they were here, too. We had a worldwide talent search for two of our leads, Cadet Bradbury and Captain Kemmer. And we had 7,000 inquiries, 1,200 videos, and we narrowed it down to our, to our winners. And it, it was just amazing shooting them with our cast today. It was That's great. great. And Mark, you're still going to have me die in the show, right? Like <laughs> so, somehow, miraculously. I, I, I know that Space Command is a yeah. new bend on on science fiction, and it's about space and hope. You won't be a red you shirt; know? you'll be a yeah. purple shirt. Yeah, our, our, but, our, but, our, but our, people our, have our, to our, die. Our, 
Well, our plan for you, Jonathan, is to fire you from a catapult into a wall. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, that I sounds think, super think, sci-fi. I'll wear, yeah, I'll wear a coyote costume. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be terrific. It'll be great. And, uh, you know, and, and also the Air Force. The Air Force uh, is, a, is a, a board space command. They're going to be they're going to be the panel, too. It's going to be Friday night, uh, room 5 a.m.B., 8.45 p.m. And then the next day we're doing a great signing with you guys in Geekscape at 1.30 on, on, the, on the Comic-Con floor. So it's going to be... Uh, it's just going to be a spectacular couple of days. So Friday night, you guys are, have a panel in room five AB, and then That's right with our cast, with our cast and, and our special effects guys. You going to show some of this footage? And, yeah, we're going to show the new footage. We're going to show and and uh, uh, Dean Haglund's going to be there. Bill Mummy's going to be there. Mira Furlan. Uh, it, it's just going to be amazing. And then the next day, Doug Jones, Doug Jones will join us for the signing. We're going to be giving away, away free Space Command posters, a new design that no one has seen before. Uh, there's going to be all sorts of surprises. It's going to be just a phenomenal evening. And you're also going to be selling Space Command T-shirts. That's right. We are indeed. <laughs> they're spectacular-looking. They're spectacular they're uh, uh, Dave Dorman designed our ship. He's a very famous Star Wars artist. Oh, and, we know uh, who Dave Dorman and, is. We love indeed, Dave Dorman. Indeed. Yeah, and and we have and Tobias Richter in Germany did the special effects along with. Uh, uh, Jeff Mark, who comes off Battlestar Galactica and Serenity, so we have an amazing team of, uh, of folks we're working with here. That that's going to look like the best person hitting the wall shot, and like <laughs> with those effects, yeah. people like a catapult yeah. into the wall is going to look phenomenal. It's going to look great. It's going to look like it's, Star Wars. It's going to really be. It's, it's going to be great for your reel. It's going to definitely <laughs> work. That's how you end the reel. You go into a wall. Uh, Mark, it will be exactly. my. Uh, it's going to be my reel. You know that, right? <laughs> my reel is going to be that that five second shot. Um, so yeah. so. So, Mark, you sent an email out this morning, and I think it's important to anybody going to Comic-Con. You sent an email out today that outlined ideas for creatives going to Comic-Con and networking, yeah. like how they can come back from Comic-Con with a job. And we have a lot of people who are aspiring yeah. writers and creators uh, listening to the show, and you had some really great advice in there. What, what would be some of the bullet yeah. points? Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, Comic-Con is such a, a huge sensory overload. You know, 150,000 people, it's just mind-blowing, and... Uh, and, and you can spend all your time standing in lines, you know, not talking to anyone, not getting anywhere. You know, and I, so my, my advice is, um, first of all, write down in three, in, have three objectives of what you're there to do. Write them down in one sentence each. It might be, I'd like to get work writing for comic books. I'd like to meet showrunners from TV shows. I'd like to get a book deal, whatever it is. But be clear on those objectives. And then I don't stand in line. I, you know, even if you don't get to see all the panels or, or hear all the famous people you want to hear, if you're just sitting in a chair and listening to people or just standing in line, I don't think that's the best use of the time. No. But I think um, walking the dealer room floor, walking the halls, seeing who you run into, who's done work that you admire or people that you want to meet, or, or just kind of the serendipity that happens. Uh, for instance, in past Comic-Cons, I made it a point, you know, I, a couple of times I just introduced myself to Guillermo del Toro when I ran into him on the dealer's room floor. Now, I don't think he, now he's not going to be there this year for that matter, but I introduced myself and that ultimately led to a book deal where I just finished writing a book with Guillermo called Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. And it came from me just meeting him at Comic-Con a couple of times. And then the publisher, uh, I met them at Comic-Con. I just kind of, you know, my friend Ian McCaig, who designed Darth Maul and Queen Amidala and who's mm-hmm. our designer on, 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 on Space Command, uh, he was he introduced me to these publishers. So, you know, it's sort of like who are your friends though? Who you know, is meeting new people, you're taking the time to be with them, be present, be you know, enjoy yourself and also hydrate, drink water, wear comfortable shoes. For everyone who's a professional, there's a pro uh, green room. And you can go into that green green room. It's not the VIP room where Angelina Jolie is, but there's a green room provided with, with free coffee and tea and you can sit and you can decompress and it's quiet 
and it's not, you know, like the scenes in Soylent Green where you're, you know, up to your elbows and other people. And, uh, you know, and so, and so it's really pacing yourself, getting enough rest, not exhausting yourself, and, and just meeting people, and just some people you admire. If, if you're standing next to someone and they've done work you admire, that you, that you've admired, talk to them. You know, yeah. be friendly, be warm, and be genuine. Authenticity is really important. If you're good at parties, try to get into the parties. Uh, you know, if you're really good at getting into parties, just don't even go to the convention at all. Just go to the parties and meet mm-hmm. people there. That's another way of doing it because the Sci-Fi Channel has a party. Uh, Morris Endeavor has a party. There's many, many major parties. But if you can't get into the parties, don't freak out. Just do what you can while you're there. And take business cards. And when you get a business card, write down what was said, who the person is. Because if you don't, you'll end up with a ton of business cards and no idea who any of these people are. And I, I put those Especially if you party in, too in, much. That's right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I put those business cards in, in clear plastic uh, sleeves in a three-ring binder so I can slip through them and, and see at a glance who's who and what's what. And I follow up with people. Also, it's important to meet the press. There's a lot of press people there. Get their cards, too, because if you then later have a, a movie or a, or a book to promote, if you save their cards and you contact them and you say, oh, hey, I met you at Comic-Con and I'm, I'm doing this new project, that'll, they'll, they'll treat you a lot more seriously. PR people are so, really great to meet at that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's, a, it's a, a lot of that. You know, it's just, and I, I, I really like Wednesday night and Thursday. It's less crowded. Um, you can really you know, run into people more and, uh, and kind of take in the convention. And uh, the main thing is, the moment you start to feel like everything is going to overload, you know, go out of the building, go into the green room, go outside, have a, have a cup of tea, you know, decompress. Don't, don't run yourself ragged. I mean, you know, and, uh, and just have patience and, uh, and treat everyone with respect. Treat everyone well. Be friendly to everyone, whether or not they're famous, whether or not they're established, you know, and, because uh, you never know what some, where something's going to lead. And also have, like, uh, have your synopsis. I mean, don't pitch people, but... Yes. What was That's that piece right. of advice? Like, how, if you have something, don't pitch it, or I, I forgot what you well, wrote. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, ruin well, you know, my first, chances. First of, all, first, of all, first of all, practice saying in one sentence what le- le- legitimizes you. So, for instance, with me, it might be, you know, hi, I'm Mark Vickery, and I wrote The Twilight Zone Companion, because, you know, half the people in Hollywood own that book. Mm-hmm. Or it might be, hi, I'm, Mar- hi, I'm Mark Vickery, I've written and sold over 100 scripts, you know. Just something short. So you're not reciting your entire resume, but you are saying something, or it can be anything like, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Jonathan London, and I run the Geekscape geek, geek, right. podcast. That's usually how he introduces that. himself. Just I, like, no, yeah. I introduce but, myself as, yeah. hi, I'm Jonathan London, and I'm a geek who actually got married. That separates me from the, yes. but, the chat. I usually go, hi, my name is Matt Robin. No, I won't give you a dollar. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then if, if you do have something you want to run by somebody, you can pitch it, but again, pitch it briefly, pitch it with enthusiasm. Don't go into endless detail, and make sure that there's someone... Like, for instance, if it's a comic book publisher, you can say, you know, I have a project I think would be great for you guys. I've, I've written novels. I've written for TV. You know, I'd love to run it by you. And they may say, well, what is it? You know, what's the idea? You know, so that's, you know, but make it, make it conversational. Make it relaxed. Don't, don't pitch your story endlessly, jamming people up against a wall and not letting them go, you know, because that's terrible. So, you know, so just be mindful of people. Treat everyone, you know, with consideration, you know, and, and recognize that people get pretty, pretty bent out of shape at Comic-Con. So by the... You know, uh, by Sunday, people are pretty tired. So, again, you want to take that into account as well. Have you ever, uh, you know, uh, been bent out of shape? Has anybody ever approached you and, and been like, hey, Mark, listen, da 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 and, and kind of, <laughs> what's your yeah. worst Comic-Con yeah. memory? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there have been many times that people kind of jam me up against the wall and start pitching their project. And I'm always trying to think of how to gracefully explicate myself. And usually I just listen to them pitch endlessly, but it's tedious, you know. And... um and, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, could, I, well, I think what I say now more, more often than I was, I'll say, listen, I'm, I'm just developing my, my own material. I'm not 
I'm not buying other people's stuff, you know. Um, Mark knows what it's like. I'm like, now you oh, know what it, now you know what it's like to be a, an attractive woman at a bar. <laughs> like a Friday yes, night. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. But but you know it's re- it's really fun at, at Comic Con just to uh, just to meet you know to meet new people and uh, and to see you know what what comes up. You know I've ma- I've made a lot of good friends from Comic Con. You know it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, but you know but again it's uh, it's it really is a, is a, an obstacle course. It really is a, a marathon. You know and. Uh, you know, you just, uh, you know, it, it's important to uh, to treat yourself with consideration as well, to treat yourself kindly. And also, by the way, if you say something stupid, if you run into some, someone you say something really dumb, they won't remember, and the next time you run into them, there's another chance. You know, it's like, and, and you know, so don't don't beat yourself up too much for an opportunity missed or something where you, you know, you, you step on a landmine. You know, it's, it's, it's all fine. It's all fine. It all, it all, you know, if you're just doing good work and you're, and you're a decent person, it's all going to be fine. Uh-oh. Uh oh! Uh oh! What are we gonna do? Um, well, well, you guys get uh, we'll get a chance to pitch Mark Zickery after the Space Command <laughs> panel. <laughs> the Space Command panel. What yes. time is it uh, at on Friday night? The Space Command panel is Friday night, eight forty-five in room five A and B at Comic Con. We're going to be talking about the entire six films of Space Command that we're starting, not just the first one. So last year we were raising money on Kickstarter. We were just starting with our first film, and now we've got actors in, in many of our films. We're going to be shooting back-to-back. We're going to talk about the whole 150-year arc uh, of our future history, and it's going to be an amazing, amazing time. I, I, if you can make the panel, I highly recommend it. When are you going to, guys going to start shooting this thing? You, you've already started shooting start. the promotional stuff. Like, you started shooting the yeah, stuff today. Yeah. When, when, you guys, yeah. when do you guys start lensing this whole epic? We're basically, we're basically going into about four months of prep, and we're going to be probably shooting uh, December, January. That's, that's, our, that's our plan now. And uh, and then continue shooting ongoingly throughout the next the following year. So oh, it's, wow. it's a lot of material to shoot. But the model is much more a television model, much more like when I wrote, wrote for Babylon Five or Deep Space Nine or, or Next Gen. It's much more a TV model. It's six features, but it can also be repurposed as fall episodes of a season. So, uh, but it's a big, big, big story. It's uh, about five generations of three families as we go out into space and launch, and jump to the stars. It's a, I, I couldn't be more thrilled to be doing this project. That's going to be great. Um, and then, of course, 1230 on Saturday, they're, they're, the whole gang is going to be at the Geekscape booth, 3919, uh, signing autographs, maybe giving away posters, selling T-shirts, and uh, you'll get a chance to take a look at that first design, uh, yeah. the, the new design for the logo this weekend, uh, next weekend at Comic-Con. That's going to be awesome, Mark. Yeah. We're excited to see you. It's going to be great. We're, it's going to be great, Jonathan. Thanks so much for like, giving us the opportunity to sign of course, we really, really appreciate it. It's going to be terrific. Of course, he's done so. Mark, you've done so much for me, so it's the least I can do, brother. Um, have a great table That's meeting, and um, we'll have you on next time. That'll be great, Jonathan. I look forward to it very much. All right, thanks, Mark. Take what was that? What He's is a that? robot. He was He's a, a robot. robot. No. no, so 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 Mark runs this thing called the Table on Thursday nights, and I used to go to them, and they're basically like networking events, and um, everybody goes to a restaurant and has dinner and kind of meets each other and talk about, oh, I need a special effects guy, or I I need a a sound guy. I recently asked for a sound guy for Doc of the Dead because we're shooting at Comic Con and then we're shooting the week after, and. Um, and it's like a cool resource. Like a lot of the stuff that I shoot, if I don't, if I need like an effects guy or I need a, um, a last-minute uh, sound mix, like I just put out to it, and within like 30 minutes, I have a solution for That's somebody great. I can hire. That's really cool. And Mark started it like 20 years ago, and it's a dinner, but it's on Thursday nights, and I've got this freaking show to do. Oh. Nah, it's cool. It's all good. It's all good. Still a resource that's open to me, but um, 
it's it's fun. And Mark's been really great. Um, he uh, he introduced me to Rockne O'Bannon, who created Farscape, which of course I named the show after. So yeah. Rockne and Geekscape are going to be doing something in the very near future. I'm actually uh, having today. I was thinking about it because uh, we're hiring a DP to shoot it, and um, I was having like problems. <laughs> I found myself at lunch, and I was thinking about it because. Uh, it was one of these things where I emailed uh, Rockney like a shoot date, mm-hmm. and uh, I emailed it out uh, Monday, and I didn't hear back. And from you wrote back, "Frell, you." And you're like, oh, uh, "No, I mean, we've been going back and forth." And um, and I mean, I hold him in such high regard, obviously, because I love Farscape and I named Geekscape after it. And um, and and now Defiance, I'm a big fan of, and Revolution, he's on, and uh, and he didn't respond until Wednesday, and in like Tuesday, I, w- I was kind of like, if he doesn't respond. It's kind of cool because I don't have to get nervous and meet him, and like I don't, I, I don't have to step up. You can breathe. Yeah, I can okay. breathe. And then he responded and was like, "See you there." And I was like, oh, I, I, gotta, "I gotta step up." <laughs> so that's great. Um, Farscape meets Geekscape is coming up, and uh, we'll reveal more details oh, as that comes out. Um, in the Geekscape world, we are going to talk about uh, Comic Con some more, and we're going to talk about exclusives, and we're going to go out into the sewers and find where Nick Gregorio's body's hidden because he hasn't made it. But um, I just know they're in the sewers because I saw him the, he said he was in the subway, so I was like, okay, well, he's going to get murdered and end up in the sewers, being in my rest. He's going to end up with the lizard. Um, <laughs> so uh, the news came out in the last two weeks that I'm writing Miami Vice, the comic book. That was the one that I've been what? hinting at for a while, and uh, Johnny knew it. It was no surprise. Johnny's like, whatever. And um, it, it came out. I'm writing Miami Vice. We're putting it in canon. Um, I had an inter- a couple interviews, and then today I had the Miami Herald, and they were asking me a lot of Miami-centric questions. And so I'm going to have to go to Miami and like actually visit and walk around and stuff. Cause, you might need to, yeah. Yeah, so later this summer, early September, um, we have some shooting for Doc of the Dead that kind of puts us in that part of the world. So we're just going to take a couple days and go So Miami. if people ask you a bunch of questions about like Don Johnson, does that mean you're like, oh, now i gotta, I got to hang out with Don Johnson for like an afternoon? I guess it's work well, research, I, I, guys. I'm sorry. I'll just sing every line to Searching for a Heartbeat. <laughs> like immediately, like Don Johnson's number one hit. I'm just gonna start singing. Number it. one and only. Which yeah. is <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna do. Um, no, Vice is gonna be awesome. And there's gonna be some artwork at Comic Con. Um, I've seen some artwork. I'm excited about it, and um, it's kind of cool. Uh, is it very Liefeld? Does everyone have like really big pecs? No, um, <laughs> no. I'm being. I, I mean, like Shannon Denton, the editor, and I are kind of being careful about it because, like, as I started watching the show again to start writing. Um, I, I I got this appreciation, and people are like, "Oh yeah, I just remember how cool and cheesy it was." And I was like, "It was cool, but I don't think it was <laughs> cheesy, man." Like, Uh-oh. I've started to gain like this. Um, I don't know. I, I have territorial a, now. Yeah, well, I have a love for the character. I, I have, have an to. I have an affection for them. So, yeah. um, so uh, Tubbs is my guy. Awesome. And uh, I know Crockett is cool, and Tubbs kind of got like the the third, like like second fiddle. Yeah. And I even saw I was doing research and I was doing like Googling and stuff like that. And there's a Miami Vice drinking game, and and, and it was like, uh, drink every time Tubbs does nothing. No. <laughs> I was like, drink every time Tubbs says something stupid. <laughs> drink every time, you know. And I was like, he's no. Will Wheaton. That's great. I was like, I'm Tubbs. You're not you're not going out like that in my storyline. <laughs> We're not doing that to you. Um, you're so, gonna animal man him. You're gonna make him just badass. I'm 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 gonna take the tubs that we know from television, and I'm going to justify why he is on par with Crockett as a vice detective. All right, all right. Done. So that's, he you're is fully capable. I'm just 
I'm just going to, I'm, I'm team tubs, <laughs> team tubs, <laughs> team tubs all the way. So that's great. Miami vice. Uh, for, if you don't have to be a Miami vice fan or up with Miami vice to enjoy it, but, um, it's coming. I'm excited, fall. man. I'm really excited about it. I think it'll be fun to, to, to see what people think when they get to the digital comics of Miami vice More and, TV on comics. I mean, did you read Batman 66? I didn't. Oh, it was so good. It really was. Like, and it was like fit, the Adam West yeah, Batman? Yeah, it's literally Batman 1966. Like Adam West, Burt Ward. Like it is, it's so good. That whole. Is that an ongoing series or was yeah, it one shot? No, it's going to be an ongoing series. When did DC put that out? Uh, I'm really behind on comics. Two or three weeks. No, me too. But I haven't read comic. I haven't read last week's comics. That's behind uh, for me. All right. That is fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, it was, it was maybe last week or the week before, but it's, it's really good. And there, there's this whole new line. I mean, they're putting out a bunch of the old Migos for Batman 66. Hmm. There's a whole line of clothes over at uh, the Meltdown. They're doing all that. Like Batman inspired. Was, was the was Batman like the Dark Knight? Um, was the Nolan Batman just like is that like just so dark and realistic and gritty that now the sixty six is kind of we just, need to tone it back. Is, is the pendulum swinging back? Kind of. I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, am too. For a long for the long time, it was uh, Batman the animated series, and then right. I feel like they, they Warner was like we need to swing back. So you got Brave and the Bold, which was just it was a cartoon for the sake of a cartoon. Like it was mm-hmm. just fun. And I think that's that's kind of the way you have to do it back and forth. In this weekend, the Batman starts. Yes, the uh, is that the computer animated it's like, the, like uh, Green Lantern, like yeah. the Green Lantern yeah. series. Yeah. Was that good? The Green Lantern series? I didn't like it. Okay, but the, but the Batman. Good. Are you excited about it? I'm excited about it. I remember seeing I test too. footage. I, the reason why I love it is because it ties directly into the finale, the series finale of Batman: Brave and the Bold. Oh, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that was it. Was that a good show, Batman: Brave and the Bold? Yes, to a degree. Until I mean, there was like the musical episode with Neil Patrick Harris, which was brilliant. Uh-huh. And I mean, it's Andrew Romano, so she's able to bring in all these amazing talents. And it's just that whole team is so great. And in the last episode, it was like Ambush Bug was played by Henry Winkler, and it was all about Ambush Bug trying to cancel the series because it was too cartoonish. And they did, it's it's brilliant. It really is. And then the very last episode, uh, Batmite, who's played by Paul Rubens. That's awesome. Yeah, ends up, uh, he's the big, world's biggest Batman fan. He ends up getting a letter from Cartoon Network saying that it's canceled for a darker Batman. And they show like a really quick sizzle of the new Batman. And this was ah, years ago. And they were like, no, this is what it's going to be. And now that's and what now the Batman that's what is. The Batman is. It's That's so really cool. cool. But yeah, it was not Paul Rubin's first foray into the Bat universe. No, it was not. <laughs> he no, played the not. Penguin's dad. That's true. Returns. That's true. That's how it starts. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so we're kind of off of Comic Con, but, <laughs> but but and we're going to take an ad break here in a, in a couple minutes. Um, I kind of like what you brought up. Your worst Comic Con memory. I yeah, well, do well, can you answer that? I, I can. Yeah. What is it? Uh, I uh, accidentally blew off Stan Lee for lunch. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Wait, how did and it you wasn't do accidental. That? It wasn't even accidental. Uh, it was. Uh, I was. I was young. I was like a teen, and uh, I had done a like a like a paper on Stan Lee, like a biography on Stan Lee Lieber when I was younger. And my mm-hmm. parents got me like a lunch with Stan Lee Lieber because I did it, and I like I, you know did well in school or whatever. And they're like, all right, we set up like a lunch. You and Stan Lee, like they knew. They were like, oh, we're gonna set it up through his wife. And uh, it was at like noon on like Saturday at Comic Con. At Comic Con, and I went down to the. How old were you? Uh, I, sixteen. I, I had to have been 15, something like 16. that. It, it was the first year. Thirty. It was, yeah, Forty-five years. It was the first year that PlayStation had hit. The okay. very first year when PlayStation was in, had it was a like booth. ninety-seven. Yeah, it was like when PlayStation had uh, a booth. For the so very you might first have written year. this for college, buddy. No. PlayStation no, hit it was like, like high school. Uh, it, was it was our like senior year yeah, then. Yeah, it was like high school. I okay. did like a whole thing. And then they had ended up, uh, the PlayStation booth was there, and I played a game called Crash Bandicoot. I love uh, Crash For Bandicoot. the very first time. And I played, and I looked up, 
uh, and uh, I had missed my lunch. And I, so I you were playing Crash Bandicoot. I was playing Crash you Bandicoot. Up, it's I one o'clock. Blew off Stan Lee, and I was so devastated. I had to call his wife from the hotel phone and apologize to his wife. And Stan was like sitting there somewhere. Probably he's like, no, to hell with that kid. Like it was just so. Uh, it was it was mortifying. To this day, I have not. I, we've done a lot of things together, but I have never brought it up because I don't want to be. When you see Crash Bandicoot, do you just I just like, like I just filled with rage just... and I start to cry. It's super upsetting. That's awful. Yeah, yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> well, I'm hoping you can top me. Um, you know what? Let's go to an ad if you're ready for it, John. <laughs> right, Let, right. Let's go to our, ad, our our spot break. And when we get back, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple minutes. I'm gonna think about it. When we get all back, right, right. we're gonna do a couple things. We're gonna talk about my worst uh, Comic Con memory, and then we're gonna talk to Marcus Segi about his new uh, book, Brilliance. Okay? Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're watching Geekscape, and we'll be right back. Listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio. Leave your house to shop to crawl through traffic to the mall. Just to find the thing you wanted. Isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's a breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Downloads. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff. Sishtim 2. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Hey, Toad Hop listeners, the sports guru and the butt knocker from the Sportscast Wednesdays, 4 to 6 Pacific Standard Time. You got to check us out, man. We do sports like nobody else. Cover NHL, NBA, NCAA, NFL. We cover all sports. We got you got not the fuck out. Bonehead of the week. Check us out on Toad Hop Network, 4 to 6 on Wednesdays. And if you miss it, go back and watch it live. ToadHopNetwork.com or download the audio from iTunes. While you're there, leave a comment and rate the show. Hey, guys, we need it. We're the nickel and dime show of the network. Check us out. A lot of fun. Does your car smell like... You need scent bomb. Does your house smell like... Get some scent bomb. Does the bathroom smell like... Get some scent bomb. Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. 
Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? We're back on Geekscape. We've got Marcus Seiki calling up soon to talk about his new uh, book, Brilliance. And uh, it's brilliant, brilliant. And uh, finally joining us, has, uh, joining us in the studio is uh, Nick Gregorio, who did not get eaten by alligators in the sewer or uh, on the subway. Um, I lost 10 bucks because of you, thanks. Did, hey, you drove, homie? Yeah, I drove. Because you were like, oh, I'm going to be late. So you were like, why not take my chances with 5 o'clock traffic in Los Angeles? <laughs> well, what happened was we, uh, um, it was actually um, – so anyway, there's a movie we're seeing after this, yeah. and I needed to coordinate with my car. Um, right. Made sure my car is here to see the movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Comments. Well, you're, you're here now, Nick. Um, I'm here. Let's do this. And uh, we got Marcus of uh, Hidden City. He's calling up here in a bit, and uh, we're talking about his new book. But first, um, Matt had – Given me the uh, worst Comic Con moment for me. Um, Good luck topping mine, man. Childhood I can't. I, I'm not going to top yours. Um, that time you made out with Stanley or something. And yeah. I and yeah. I've only been going for eight or nine years. So oh, there's just punk. no way. But but, but I've witnessed I've witnessed a few bad ones. Um, I remember we were because we've always gone either as Geekscape or I went the first year with my my film and I remember uh, asking Brian Gilmore to get an interview with Eli Roth. And we were outside on the back patio, right, like overlooking the bay. And it was Gilmore, Ben Dunn, and I. And we were sitting there with, like, you know, I had the camera, and we were ready to record an interview. And we saw Eli Roth with his buddies, his bros. They were bros. Walking around with a bat on his no, back. No, they, and... like, they were just standing like 15, 20 feet away smoking. And I was like, hey, Gilmore, like, like, you know, oh, Gilmore brings it up. He goes, hey, that's Eli Roth. We should go over and get, like, an interview or something real quick. And I was like, yeah, five minutes, like. Go ask him if he'll do it. So Gilmore goes over there, and I don't hear the conversation, but I see them. And Gilmore's like, uh, from what I can tell, is like, hey, I'm with this thing, Geekscape, and we're wondering if we can do a quick uh, interview. To, and, he, and he goes, if you're not too busy. And Eli Roth looks at him, and I see him take his cigarette out and blow smoke in Gilmore's face oh, and go, amazing. he goes, sorry. <sighs> I'm busy. Whoa. And then Gilmore just like, Comes back to me. You interviewed Eli Roth for me, and you didn't I know, ask him that I know. question. Gilmore comes walking back to me, like crying, tail between <laughs> his legs. <laughs> and I was like, "What happened?" And he's like, "He said he was busy." For which he then went and continued to talk to his friends for fifteen minutes, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, not doing anything. So um, that was a little douchey. Um, hearing <laughs> that one of the Geekscapists had uh, banged a. Link cosplayer at the masquerade was one of our darkest moments. Wait, a Link Geekscape. cosplayer or a Zelda cosplayer? No, it was it was it was a it was like it was like, a, it was like an Asian girl in like a Link co- like cosplaying as a Link. I don't even know what that fetish is. I don't get anything. Like, like, guys who like girls dressed dressed as guys. <laughs> guys who like Asian girls dressed as Link. Who I'm pro- sure there's a website. She probably, yeah, actually, I, mean, I just brought it up. Here, it guys. is comic. It is Comic Con. Like the masquerade, it probably is. Net, and there, I've never uh, been to the masquerade. Neither have I. Before, I what I can tell is like the masquerade Saturday night, and what I can tell is like uh, there's bleachers set up in the, the the sales pavilion, and there's bleachers set up, and then there's like in the middle between the bleachers, there's like a dance thing with like laser light and stuff like that, and I'm like, okay, so, um, I guess like. I, damn, the the lighting couldn't have been that good. Like I know who it is, and, and I guess they went under the bleachers and just like there are bleachers. He, yeah, there's bleachers. So they went under the bleachers and like he stuck his master sword in the no, temple in the temple of no, time. No, and it was like gross. he touched the like, ocarinas. Oh, he played awful. he played the ocarina. And she I was, was like, like <laughs> when I heard <laughs> when I when I heard that story, I was like. 
A part of Geekscape died that day. <laughs> uh, I can imagine the masquerade smells like India. Like, like, I can imagine it's like a whole new level. Dude, Comic-Con smells like India. It has nothing to do with people in costume. Well, that's the thing. The masquerade, once you like, none of them probably shower. They just go probably right from the event floor to a, like, a place where the ACs probably like. No, there's no AC. No. And they're just it's, it's dancing. that one scene from Nick, Total Nick, Recall. They Nick, turn the fans off. That's why they can't move it to Vegas or Anaheim. Because <laughs> the sea air pushes, <laughs> the low pressure system pushes the BO out of San Diego oh, nightly. Man. And if not, it would it would be a top, it would be like. Post-apocalyptic by Thursday. Explains like, why like, the mayor hates it so like, much. It would be, like Laura couldn't sleep last night, and she saw the fog on TV. <laughs> that it would be the fog, like like like, like sailing, like like old pirate ghosts becoming <laughs> like killing people. Weird pterodactyl zombies. It'd be a like, nightmare. Like, it'd be really bad. So amazing. luckily, it's in San Diego. Hopefully, this day because. Uh, that sea air keeps it from smelling completely like <laughs> India. Um, I'm getting a phone call. I'm guessing that is Marcus. Let's talk to him about his new book, Brilliance, uh, Brilliant. And um, you guys got any questions? Feel free to ask as well, all right? I'm not one. Well, <laughs> hey, you're on the air with Geekscape. Marcus, is this you? It is me. Hey, Marcus. Where are you calling from? Are you in New York at a convention this weekend? Uh, I am heading there tomorrow. I'm in Chicago right now. You're in Chicago. Okay, so, so your last name's Seiki, right? Yep. So, so Marcus Seiki, not only is the the host of the Travel Channel's Hidden City, which is cool enough of itself, because uh, just having looked up of the show and, and read about it, uh, it sounds like you uncover some pretty awesome things about some cities that we take for granted. And on top of that, he's got a, a book that's going to appeal to all you Geekscapists coming out this coming Tuesday. It's called Brilliant, and I've heard it compared to the Alphas or Heroes or a bit of the X-Men, but the more I read about the book, the more I think that you have a really unique, cool take on this because they're not blatant powers. Am I right about that? It's about – why don't you describe the book? I, I'm not going to – No, no. I uh, Thanks, first of all. Um yeah, it's it's a little bit different. I mean, as much as I like all of those things, I mean, I'm, I'm a geek of old myself. But uh, what I'm doing here is that it's an alternate president present where about 30 years ago, one percent of the population started being born with um, with what are basically savant abilities. So mm -hmm. some of them are very useful, uh, high level mathematics or being able to uh, tell you the day of the week uh, based off the date in any time in history. But some of them can do things like see patterns in the stock market or oh. read your darkest secrets from your body language. So, so if Rain Man was a, was, a, was a really bad guy or was a really good guy, and you know what I'm saying? Because the basis of the You kind of got, yeah, that's kind of the right idea. If Rain Man, uh, except Rain Man without any of the challenges that Rain Man has. Right. That's right. the thing, is that they're otherwise perfectly normal people, and they're 1% of the world. They're being born every day. There's tons of them. Uh, there are sons, there are daughters, there's tons of them. They're all over the place. And they're totally upsetting the order of the world because they, they frankly are just objectively better than the rest of us. On the other hand, there's 99 of us for every one of them. Right. So uh, what's the actual so, – so the book is actually about one of them, right, the, this uh, war hero? The book focuses on one of them who works for a, uh, an organization that essentially tracks those brilliance that uh, – are misbehaving, okay. uh, that have resorted to terrorism or, uh, or murder. And he's a, he's a brilliant himself. Uh, his abilities give it, he has uh, a pattern recognition that's like a souped-up intuition. And he's able to hunt his own kind incredibly well. 
Um, but as he goes along, he finds himself chasing what is probably the most dangerous man alive, mm-hmm. a terrorist named John Smith, who's a brilliant, whose gift is essentially makes him the strategic equivalent of Einstein. Okay. Uh, and Smith will stop at nothing to get his agenda across. And in order to have any chance to stop him, Cooper has to give up everything that he loves. Okay. So um, have you read about the, the uh, like airlines in Israel that have like a really amazing track record of spotting terrorists in a crowd? No, I haven't. So, so, so when nine eleven happened, uh, everybody started talking about like how the the airport screenings are, you know, are just like a, a coup at the CSA, uh, the travel administration, to sell to make money off of fear and stuff like that. And people started bringing up this example of the counterterrorism in Israeli airports, where they hire people to look for things that um, nervous people. Uh, like illicit, like uh, twitches or, you know, just behavior modification type stuff. And what it sounds like with Brilliant is that this guy is like a super heightened version of that, you know, like. Yep, that's it exactly. So so it's not super super powers at all. And in reading about the origin of the idea, it actually is a form of like, it's closer to autism than superpowers, really. It is. Uh, it, it's sort of closest to savantism, although okay. the idea came out of autism. My wor- wife works in uh, a child development field and specializes in autism, so it was kind of close to our, our hearts learning about it. Um, mm-hmm. But what I did with the book was to take it and remove all the, the challenges that uh, those people face and instead just make it all the advantages. So, yes, for my protagonist, um, he can look at you and read a twitch in your throat and the pulse uh, in your forehead and the tiniest motion in your eyelid and know that you're about to throw a punch and where it's going to land. That's insane. He's not faster than anybody else. He's not. He can't uh, fly or you know shoot lightning, but he's awfully hard to beat. Right. Kind of the that was part of the fun. Of it was sort yeah, of like superheroes that I could find grounded in reality. Because like everything Holmes. possible yeah, like, with yeah, the human mind. Yeah, I mean, are you a fan of like Sherlock Holmes and like those kind of characters who do kind of have that sort of uh, additional sixth sense, or, yeah. or they, they, you it's know, they, kind of they, like they, mentalism to a degree. Right. Know, they're able to kind of really psych out there and really just probability and figure it all out. Like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, Downey Jr. Not not like, his character, yeah, not like Sherlock, but like you remember less than zero. Back to, it's like it's like back to school, it's, Robert Downey Jr. Pretty yeah. impink, Robert Downey Jr. How did he like how did he know to shine mirrors in those people's so eyes? Weird. That's the elevator pitch. Oh man, Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Doctor. Um, yeah, so that's 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 exactly it for this character. That's very much the way that he sees the world, and the sort of the BBC's Sherlock, um, the way that he can take all of those tiny details and sum them up. But that's just this guy. Everybody right. else, every other abnorm has their own. Uh, ability. I, I would be. I, I would totally be good at like getting two Advils out of the cap like at once. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you know, whatever you get, like two, like Advils. You, know, you, you always get like power. you always get like a lot of free time. yeah. You always get like three, or you only get like once. You got to shake it more, and then four fall out. No, I would be like every time I want a pill, I get two exactly. The guy who can always flip like a little creamer, like exactly the way he wants. Exactly like the right amount of creamer. <laughs> I, I mean, even though these people have heightened abilities, uh, I would find a way to still be lame. Yes. <laughs> I think. I mean. We're Geekscape here, so we would 
definitely find a way to still be at the bottom of the totem pole. You know, my, my special gift would be to clear dance floors faster than anybody else. <laughs> fart guy. I love fart guys. My favorite power. We were just talking about uh, Comic-Con because it's next week and we, we have a booth at Comic-Con. And, uh, and if you make it, if you ever make it, Marcus, we'd love to host you at, at Comic-Con for like a signing and, and book stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, we were just talking about how uh, Saturday night they have a like cosplayers dance called the Masquerade, and uh, our buddy Nick described it as smelling like what he believes India to be like, <laughs> like like I, really, like, really, <laughs> I imagine, like what he would, it just smells like people in having Hot. sweat and costume for twelve hours now grinding each other, uh, and it's delicious. It's brutal. Yeah. It, 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 imagine that with more like sprinkles and cardboard falling off, oh. like it's. Yeah, lots of oh, yeah. all that in glitter too. Oh yeah, lots why, of glitter. Why, why I was, uh, I was on a road trip one time with a friend and uh, just stopped at a hotel for a night, unaware that the hotel was hosting the state's largest uh, furry convention. And the only thing ever. better than a furry convention is not knowing you're walking into a furry convention. Wow. How weird was that weekend or that night? I, yeah, it was one of those where I wondered if something had been put in my water. I mean, we're, we're just we're checking in, and there's a guy with a tail, and then there's you know a cat making out with a baboon. Uh, but you walked away uh, enlightened, though, didn't you? You learned something about the about human nature <laughs> that, 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 like, uh, or the depths of it. That's I, did. I think the uh, the highlight was actually seeing the land room where they're you know they're all playing Call of Duty still in costume. It was the most meta Come at thing me, I've ever Come seen. At me. <laughs> I, I, that might be the next book. Oh yeah, you know, that, that, <laughs> Brilliance it Two: Call of Duty yeah. and a Squirrel Costume. Yeah, but I was reading about uh, my, my buddy Adam Mortimer put out this book with Derek Robertson um, uh, called um, uh, Ballistic, and it's about this place where the, instead of ma making technology, they grow technology. So everything's kind of bio created. So a, a car actually has wings and can fly rather than being run by engines. And things are like algae, you know phosphorescent powered more than anything and um and and but he but the problem is because they're 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 all organic sometimes they have mental breakdowns so so like <laughs> so so the main character is a air conditioning repair person who goes in and the, the air conditioner is hallucinating and that's what, and it doesn't know the, the proper air temperature so it's hallucinating and it's, it's causing like frosty conditions and all i could think is imagine if those are people who actually think they're those animals which I guess is what furries are. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, like how far are we from? You know, we got the they group. take on the characteristics of that animal. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, like manimal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just like manimal. Like just like we have brilliant, and brilliant is that one yeah. percent. What about the next book being like the one percent who have started to like graft human like animal traits to themselves, like tails and stuff, like that? that I mean, I mean that'll hey, as soon as you can do that, they yeah. will do it. Extreme. You know? It's going to start in Japan. Come on, like you don't and, want, like, you don't want to. <laughs> Vestigian tail. Come on. Uh, I well. Did you ever hear? It's Christopher, a little tempting. The tail. Right. Did you hear Jay Moore talk about Christopher Walken and how Christopher Walken was yes, obsessed with dogs yes. and how if it was the between, dog, yeah, tail. if it was between being able to have like heightened senses and a tail, yeah. or flight and a tail, he would still go with the tail. Yeah. No, uh, no. He would take the tail. He would take the tail over flight. It's Chris or Walken, so like, you gotta. Oh, like, don't go over there. Chris I, is obsessed. I guess he does right. move pretty slow anyway. So, <laughs> so, so, guys, so Geekscape is listening yeah. to this. Uh, this book, Brilliant, has actually been optioned already. Like, it, like it's it's kind of on its way to be being on the big screen, right? Things are looking really good. Yeah, it's been optioned by Legendary, um, uh -huh. you know, a, a company I think we all know and love. Um, 
and uh, it was a pretty exciting day. There were a bunch of studios interested, but Legendary was in first, and they were the ones that I was most excited about. Mm -hmm. I mean, Inception, Watchmen, 300, uh, these are films I know backwards and forwards. And they have uh, really moved forward at hard. They've actually, the screenplay is being written by David Kep, who did um, Spider-Man and Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Carlito's Way. And don't forget that so cycling it's, uh, movie it's moved forward well. He did that motor. He did that 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 bike messenger movie with, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt recently. He directed yeah. it too. Yeah. Uh, oh, did he direct it? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Premium Rush. Yeah, Premium Rush. He, 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 I think I thought that movie was was actually pretty fun. Um, I thought it was going to be a, the big time Rush movie. But it wasn't. <laughs> did you? Um, so you have a couple other things option that that are kind of making their way through Hollywood and involving different people. Uh, I've had pretty good luck. Yeah, the uh, the most uh, the farthest along is actually my novel Good People, which uh -huh. stopped, uh, finished shooting last week. Uh, starring James Franco and Kate Hudson, so That's that should crazy. be coming out next year. And, and listen to this. You should totally do it. I would. I would name drop that like crazy. Because I say James Franco and Kate Hudson pretty much ten, twelve times a day. I would, as you should. You know sir. what? Don't even say that. Call him James. Yeah. Call him Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Jamie. Yeah, well, yeah, I was talking to Jimmy yeah. Franco. Yeah, <laughs> Kate Hudson. He's going to introduce me. You know, to um, Yo, Kate Hudson. <laughs> Kate Hudson. Kate Jimmy Frank Frank. <laughs> yeah, um, he's going to introduce me to Kurt Russell. Uh, <laughs> I would, that, that's why I, I would love to meet Kate Hudson and be like, can you introduce me to Kurt Russell? You know, so we can talk that's about That's what you would get? I, I, yeah, I just want to talk about Big Trouble in Little China and the thing. Like that, I mean, Don't ruin it, man. Don't do that. Don't talk to stars about your Okay, Captain club. Ron. That, don't, I'll talk about Captain Ron. I don't want to talk about wow. that stuff. I had I like that, that experience movie. once. I talked to Bill right? Pullman about the Independence Day speech, and it ruined it for me. Really? Yeah. He doesn't even remember it. He's like, I really didn't really like it. Well, you're the guy who passed up lunch with Stan Lee because you were uh, playing a PlayStation game. <laughs> you know something? So. It was revolutionary. Games <laughs> on a disc. We're talking about this, um, all right? So, 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 so Marcus, what, the reason I think it, it, it's crazy and, and really cool that all these things are happening is because you have kind of an interesting story because you had a lot of odd jobs. And as a creative, you were, like, bouncing around, uh, what, like, less than a decade ago? Like, I'm reading your bio, and it's like... You, you you were trying everything under the sun. It was like you were doing graphic design, and you lived in Atlanta. And then, you, like, at what point did you, like, really say, you know what, I'm going to focus? And where did you find the support for that, to be like, I'm going to focus, and I'm just going to do some writing? Or And how did hosting come into play? Well, you know, the funny thing is that I knew what I wanted to do when I was mm -hmm. five. Right. Um, you know, that everybody else wanted to be a rock star or an astronaut. And I'm like, no, I want to write books where uh, – <laughs> science fiction novels eventually. Um, but I, I knowing that, I – Promptly went to college for something else, and then I went into the career world and did a whole bunch of other things. Was it your parents, like graphic design to 3D animation? What, what, why, why didn't you follow your writing? Was it a financial thing? Was it your parents, or, or like a, like a stigma? Did you did you end up with a girlfriend who's like, don't get real? You know what I mean? Like, like, like <laughs> books. Yeah, books. No, no. Um, no honestly, uh, I, I wasn't good enough. Um, mm -hmm. I tried. When I was in high school, I tried when I was in college, I tried when I got out of college, and I just, at 21, I didn't have anything to say, and I, I wasn't saying it well enough. Um, mm. So I decided I'd go and try a whole bunch of other things, and maybe one of them would be what I was good at. But this was always the love, and I just read constantly, and still do read constantly. Actually, I, I just put down Neil Gaiman's Ocean at the End of the Lane to pick up the phone and call you guys. That's really cool. Yeah, that book just came out. Made the wrong choice. We're we're having a signing on Friday. Sorry to impose. So 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 Neil Gaiman agreed to act in a movie called Blood Kiss that we had promoted on the show a couple weeks ago. And um in there's a signing Friday night uh, at our at our Geekscape booth, Friday night at Comic Con. And I'm not going to say any rumors, but I'd love to meet Neil Gaiman. 
Okay, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would love. My, I've seen him speak a couple of times. I had a, great. I had, yeah, I saw him speak at UCLA, and I'm like, I would, I would love to have Neil Gaiman sign in my booth. I had like a, I had like a dream that I was shaking Neil Gaiman's hand. And I woke up and I was like, "That, that that's you're covered in sweat." It, it just did, I was nervous. I was super nervous. I mean, Neil Gaiman's on it. <laughs> Neil Gaiman is like one of these 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 people from Brilliance. Like, like I actually, he, he really is. He's he's the best myth maker working today. You know, and I think <laughs> what's so interesting about his stuff is it it really it feels like it feels like myths. It feels like legends of old. <laughs> I mean, from Sandman on up, it, yeah. he's creating his own world in a in a different way than. Anybody else I can think of. And he wrote a couple Doctor Who's. They made him popular with the tweens. So <laughs> right. Whatever relevant. keeps him on the right yeah, exactly. radar. You know, he was about to fall off popularity, I'm Quick, sure. do a Doctor Who. Do it. Did, now, did, now, where did hosting come in with, with Hidden City? Hosting came out of left field. Uh, one of the jobs that I had in the past was working in television doing 3D animation. And a guy I knew there, um, and we didn't even particularly like each other at the time, <laughs> I had found out that uh, I was writing novels, and he called me up to see if I'd be interested in working with him on a television show. Wow. I thought he was nuts, uh, but it seemed the easiest way to get off the phone was to say yes. <laughs> so, so I did, and as it turns out, he wasn't. He's, uh, he's a good guy. He's one of my creative partner. We came up with Hidden City as the idea of trying to look at cities uh, for their stories, mm -hmm. because I write mostly crime novels. They're criminal stories. They're, you know, they're real-life ones, and trying to understand them by getting as close to them as possible. So for me, the most fun stuff was uh, you know, getting pepper sprayed uh, or attacked by a dog or trying to land a plane I don't really know how to fly. Jesus, uh, All to understand what these criminals did. You're, you're turning yourself on like an Elmore Leonard character. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, <laughs> like it's crazy. Like, like, you're not a police officer or any licensed kind of uh, lawkeeper, and you're like, you know what? We're going to solve the mystery. <laughs> and he just like throws himself <laughs> in there, and I'm like, whoa. It's like Casey Affleck and Gone Baby God. He's like, well, let's figure it out when we get along. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. Um, do you, I, mean, I need my Michelle Monaghan to bring that <laughs> up. Absolutely. <laughs> Did, now, now, is there any point where you absolutely like fear? For, what, where's the point in doing Hidden City? And I know you've got a crew with you or this and that, but there, there are accidents that happen. What are the points where you thought maybe you'd, 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 you'd like really had gone too far or in too deep and maybe you may not get out of the situation? Uh, you know, the, the, probably the, one of the scariest moments was um, rappelling with a SWAT team in Atlanta where we're, I had done a little rappelling, but this is hardcore. I mean, right. <laughs> these guys are oorah. And uh, we're going off a 10-story building upside down uh, on the outside. Upside down? You, do you have to do it upside, upside down? down? Yeah, because I was there practicing kiss. doing these upside down inverted maneuvers so that, in theory, they could be coming in, you know, dropping in on a window so they could take shots through the window. Upside you know? down. they got to go head first. Okay. Um, and it is a real moment of uh, trust in physics to crawl off the edge of a building uh, yeah. and just your brain's Believe just saying your no. Your rope is going to hold you. Yeah, your brain is like yelling at you, like, "No, nah, don't do this, don't do no. this." No. Every final part of you is like, "This is really freaking dumb, man." That's awful. Um, you, you feel awfully alive. I tell you, I was very happy when I got to the ground. It was a rush, but I it felt really good to stand on land. And so you get to I see these. Yeah, clean pants. Yeah, clean, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to need a wardrobe change. Um, <laughs> at what point? Do you, I mean, so you you're seeing these cities in a fresh way, and how is that affecting your writing? Like, do you go back and 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 do you? I mean, how does it affect your character writing? How does it affect your 
your story. It, it affects it a lot in, in what tend to be little ways. I mean, I'm never yeah. basing a character directly off someone I met, but I've gotten to meet and interview some incredible people, you know, soldiers and SWAT team members and politicians and bank robbers and uh, murderesses. I went into a maximum security prison to interview a woman who was serving dual life sentences wow. for conspiring to murder her husband, for getting her lesbian lover to murder her husband. What's wrong with that? Did you see uh, that? The most lurid story possible. Uh, you know, sort of felt, on one level, you felt a little dirty about it, but it happened. Right. And, you know, to go into this prison, and going into a maximum security prison is not, you, you don't just drop by. No. <laughs> you know, like yeah, we're stro we're rolling up in the van, and there are guys in the towers training their weapons on us. Whoa! Um, as as we're walking in, it's, it's nerve wracking. It's like the opening of uh, of uh, Blues Brothers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in like reverse. <laughs> in reverse. Uh, do, do you um? Yeah, all, all of my ideas have to come out of pop culture. I have no semblance of, of what a human emotion or uh, frame of reference it actually is. These I, four walls. I, uh, I think we I, found your brilliant yeah, power yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, I'm a television. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I had a question, but I was dumb. Uh, no, I, I wanted to ask you about um, not not only uh, brilliance, but uh, uh, I wanted to ask you. I was googling you, and I saw you in a Cro-Mags T-shirt. And are you in like? Yeah. Are you a punk rock family? Because one of my favorite bands is a Chicago band. It's Screeching Weasel. They're like, oh, a, nice. I mean, Ben Weasel. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, in... I'm a punk rock fan. I mean, I was more punk rock and uh, then really industrial uh, mm -hmm. were my big ones when I was younger. Um, but the Chromex T-shirt was actually given to me by, um, uh, oh God, John, John Jeffrey. James Jonathan, James. <laughs> 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 the lead singer of the Chromags. Um, and uh, we interviewed him for Hidden City. Uh -huh. uh, he was just when we were talking about uh, Sid and Nancy. It was man, he was a character. He's a really nice guy, but he's manic energy, and he was a mixed martial arts uh, vegan. What? Uh, and, and um, fought other animals. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like he was somebody. Was a pacifist vegan mixed martial artist fighter. It was very it, it was a confusing personality. I love I love animals so much. I actually hate people. Like, I, I want to break them. I, I remember what I wanted to ask you. Did you actually see that video that came on uh, the internet? I think Not a day the or two. No, a day or two ago from that girl, uh, an undercover police officer videotaped her his meetings with her, and she was hiring him to as a hitman to kill her husband. No, I read the story. No, I didn't see the video. Oh, you but yeah, watch the yeah. video. What a fun assignment that must it's, have been to be undercover. It's yeah, like right. the millennial generation. This girl is completely. Uh, remorseless. She, she. I mean, and he gives her several. You know, as a police officer, he's like, okay, so, and, and he kind of is uh, giving her uh, moments where she can say, you know, I don't want to do this, and he's he's giving her like moment after moment where he says, okay, so you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure you want me to do that? And with a smile, she's like, yep, sounds good. Make it a <laughs> make it a Thursday. Hopefully not outside of the house because I want to try and sell the house and I don't want anybody a history of, of like. <laughs> wow. It, it was crazy. It was like somebody had just watched Dexter and was like, oh, this is simple. I think I can do this. And it, it well, completely. It sounds like she had a pretty decent plan. You know, <laughs> just 
The fucking cops right up to hiring the cop. Yeah. Hey, other than hiring the undercover police yeah. officer, I think she's... So hey, don't look for a hitman online. Hey, anybody <laughs> want to kill my husband? Like, how do you, how do you get there? I, I heard that there's a Craigslist code that you, like, you put these words in Craigslist, and so here. when hitmen search Craigslist, it's a phrase or something. I heard I'm this, still not, like, I, I, I don't know. believe hitmen exist. In like, the Ikea mom. Like, I know there's mafia hitmen, and that's just more like people from a neighborhood. She's saying Timothy Oliphant doesn't exist. But I, I mean, like, I can't imagine there's a guy who just goes around with like a silenced well, pistol and his well, like, you know Ray thing. Donovan the show that they yeah. just started at like Showtime like yeah. Ray Donovan like, he's like a fix, yeah, he's, like a, it. It's good. he's like a fixer and supposedly like I heard people talking about it it's like yeah you uh, you just put this phrase somewhere in your Craigslist post for like selling your washer dryer wet work. and when when the wet work guy like goes on Craigslist he searches for that combination of words and it's like oh this guy's not selling any washer really dryer and then there's that sales. one guy like alright so uh, here's the washer and dryer and I just think that if, if that if that kind of culture of coding gets out you're going to end up wanting the secret menu in and out and somebody's just going to stab you across the <laughs> counter <laughs> you're going to be like I would like hey, to can I get an animal style I'll shot in the face, just throw the blue meth on the counter. <laughs> no, really, my washer was just broken. I would an animal my style. Just, just fix the washer. Double double Elvis with a twist. And they yeah. just cut your throat. Like yeah. okay. Um, I think I saw the double double Elvis with a twist at that. Uh, <laughs> oh no! What what convention are you going to in New York? What's you saw the convention? double Elvis cleft. It's a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Thriller Fest. It's oh, yeah. uh, it's pretty much just what it sounds like. What it's is a, it? Everyone a just convention for thriller writers. Okay. So there's no, so, so it's, not, it's not like all these. Uh, Matt made a joke where maybe all these writers get together and start doing the thriller dance at the last night of the convention. You can't remember the joke. No, no, I hope not. I love my people, but we do not dance. I'm thinking that's an. I think that'd be a great. Uh, I think they'd be a great like YouTube or something. You guys all get together, thriller writers doing thriller. Yeah, it'll go. It'll go viral. I have a question, a very important question. You, okay. you spoke that you repelled with SWAT team members and such, and it seems like you have like a really intimate relationship with military and SWAT. Could Batman take on a team of SWAT? From your, I mean, like, let's take Batman from the movie The Dark Wait, Knight. Wait, you're talking Adam West. Could, no, 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 no. Dark, Dark Knight. Like, in we the Dark see him Knight, he takes out like a whole people. team of SWAT people, and from what you're saying, they're repelling upside down off a building, so that's like Batman he level. He sleeps yeah, they're, they're pretty down. hardcore. Does he have Robin in this scenario? No, it's no, it's Dark Knight Batman. Come on, take this seriously. We're trying to <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. Uh, you know, I'd call it, I'd call it a pretty good fight. Those guys are tough, that's man, and they, uh, sounds like they, me. they work together really well. Uh, I think. The key would be if they knew that they were looking for a dude in a cape. Um, that would uh, that's, how he that's pretty him. off. If and by dressing up as an old lady, your usual, you know, domestic violence or urban terrorist, and there's a dude in a cape throwing <laughs> you know, flash, flash grenades, like flash grenades. I'm a ninja. No, you're not. Stop. <laughs> how quickly do they grab his cape and just put it over his head and just yeah. start hitting on him? Like sock <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a hockey like, jersey. Yeah. That's so bad. Wearing a cape may be the biggest uh, liability of any superhero ever. That's cool. You know, you don't have a Marvel superhero <laughs> of any seriousness uh, running around Supreme. in a cape. Yeah, made up and doesn't count. Marcus, before we let you go, like, what is your geek thing? We we talked about with Neil Gaiman, like, uh, like, what's your biggest? Like, were you a comic fan growing up? Are you into video games? Like, what's your thing? I'm a gamer and I'm a science fiction fan, both uh, film and and novels. So what do you? Uh, I mean, I've seen Firefly more times than I could probably recite Firefly to you, mm-hmm. Battlestar Galactica, um, and I'm a big time gamer. And well, what are you playing? Uh, I'm playing uh, Metro right now, working my way through Last Light. 
That's cool. It's funny. I just got an alert that it's up for one dollar at Best Buy right now. Like, does that mean the game is bad? Is that is that a bad? Is thing? it a good game? Is it good? It's good. Yeah, no, really? it's very That's good. So weird. Then. It's dark and uh, it's well written. You know, it's, it's sophisticated. Are you into the GTA games? Are you into like this hype about GTA Five? The Grand Not really. I, you know, I played a couple of them. They're okay. I, I, I open world stuff. If I'm going to do it, I want more like a stalker kind of thing. Something where it's really cool and moody. Really. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. Um, okay, so guys, he's a gamer. Uh, he's a host. You can watch him on the Travel Channel's Hidden City. Um, and uh, he's got a book out, Brilliance. It comes out this Tuesday. And I wouldn't say it's superpowers. It's heightened autism. Well, yeah, it's like it's like autism without any of the challenges, right? Yeah, super autism. So, yeah. If you say it's a book about autism, you pretty much just tanked my sales. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. Let's, right, let's go with Jenny McCarthy. Turn away from Jenny McCarthy's on the cover. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wasn't that her tub thumping for like a while? Because like, her son has autism. You know. But yeah, it was, and she had some weird take on it too, though. Like, a, she had some completely non-scientific. That's the best to that way disease. to do. <laughs> Non-scientific. Yeah. So, guys, the book is called Brilliance, um, and it hopefully will soon be a movie from Legendary Pictures coming out from NBC Universal. Now that they have a deal over at NBC Universal, now if you need a director or as an actors or something, I can put you in touch with people. <laughs> and, you know, a guy looks a lot like Young Dean Martin. There's a guy who looks a lot like Young Dean Martin. Nick wants to play a SWAT captain in the in the movie, just so he could take down Batman. <laughs> it's, a cro- it's a crossover now. Whatever. <laughs> uh, well, dude, have a fun time at uh, at Thriller Fest. I can't wait for him to land in New York and find out that there's a brony or a brony or a, a what is a, a, a brony? Not a brony, but a um, what were they? A furry convention going oh, yes. on at the same thing? Oh. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, that would be a thing to say. Well, at WonderCon, you'd be able to tell the difference. I mean, Wonder, I WonderCon smell. last year they had a, a volleyball tournament going on, like the next convention room over. I know. So it you felt had like really inappropriate. You had all these really attractive high school girls like walking around who were really let's, in shape, and note, then you had a bunch let's, of let's you, had a, you had a ton of geeks walking let's, around. Let's who were note just the creeping. descriptor, everybody. Really <laughs> yeah. attractive high, high school, school girls. girls. Yeah. there it is. Hey. Girls aren't attractive until after high school. Yeah, <laughs> when you're a grown up. Yeah, right. when you're yeah, you might regret saying that. They're just nice. That's a nice girl. I graduated. I graduated eighteen, and maybe some of them. But she's a great scholar. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Marcus. Best of luck with the book. We hope. Hey, to, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, of guys. Of course, really we hope to it. see you on San Diego at San Diego one day. Hopefully, I would love to. I'd love to. I'm not gonna make it this year, but hopefully next. All right. Uh, you know who would host your signings? Legendary, which are actually across the aisle from Geekscape. So. <laughs> but I'd, I'd wave at you guys. You can oh, that's fair. That's, cool. that's fair. That works. That works. Thank you, Marcus. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Have awesome, a good convention. Man. Bye, buddy. Hilarious with you with the uh, come on take this seriously come on come on Robin. I mean it's a serious Robin, what question. is this a joke come on we you know let's take the Dark Knight Batman he, he like dismantles a whole SWAT team so wait, you're talking about Joe Golev Joe, Joseph Gordon Levin yeah no. that's no, the Dark that, the Dark Knight that's that's Batman that's Batman now so, Batman. so Nick you've never been to Comic Con I've never been but I can tell you my favorite Holiday Inn comic uh, convention story uh, by the airport in Philadelphia no I'm kidding um. No, I grew up reading Wizard Magazine and, like, fantasizing, going to Comic-Con every year. And I would look at the pictures and be like, oh, man, it's be so great. And then I'd go to, like, the Holiday Inn by the airport. <laughs> See, you know what? I, I love those. I would always be the guy in New York, living in New York, going to, like, the ones in the basement of the church. I loved those. And then we'd go to Comic-Con and be like, eh, it's not the same. Like, I don't get that same kind of, like, oh, you'd this rather, is great feel. Because we went to a ton of, like, Holiday Inn basement yeah. Comic-Cons. And you'd rather go I'd to I'd rather that. go to those. Why? Because Cause it's, that's where you can actually see stuff. Who the hell no actually creators. picks up comic books? Uh, Artist Alley is the land that time forgot at Comic Con. Let's be honest here. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's it's a dying thing. But 
I'm talking about the type of convention where you just go there with certain issues in mind and then right. rifle through long boxes. And, like, maybe you'd get, like, you know, uh, who'd they have at one time? Like, um, Starbuck from the original Battlestar Galactica yeah. before anyone cared. And you'd be yeah, like, Katie oh, Sackhoff, He's, yeah. like, sitting there with, like, bleach blonde hair. You're like, who is this weirdo? And Richard Hatch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure they still have Richard Hatch. I'm like, who the hell is yeah. this weirdo? <laughs> 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 so um, you'd go to those conventions and be like, "Oh, it's Tony Todd," yeah. and then like, like, <laughs> like that, yeah, like, "Oh my God, Robert Vaughn is here!" Like right. he was in he was in Joe's apartment. They give like they give like thirty dollars thirty thousand dollars to Lou Ferrigno to like fly out and like put him up in an apartment, like a hotel. It's <laughs> like, "Hey, Lou, can you can sleep with me, man? We'll save at a hotel." <laughs> so uh, let's take another phone call. This was from a Geekscape. Is <gasps> <gasps> who's it gonna be? Hey, you're on Geekscape. What's up? Hi, um, so I'm listening to the podcast, and you're frankly terrifying me because I'm going to my first Comic-Con next week. Stay and I'm out. Okay, well, um, Matt, you're the Comic-Con veteran here. What? Uh, yeah, 20 years. All right, all right, let's 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 break this down. We're going to break this down. We're going to break this down. Where are you staying? <laughs> um, actually, I'm active duty military, so I'm going to stay at the Naval Air Base, in San, the Naval Station in San Diego in the lodging, Name so droppers. I'm not going to get ripped all off. Here. Because they only charge me $65 a night. Wow, that's so actually pretty good. Can I, can I enlist block. before next week? Can, can, <laughs> can I enlist you, before can you next week? Out? Do you have room on your floor? No. So how far is that? Uh, is that <laughs> is that like a car ride or is um, that like a walk? It's, it's a trolley. I can get on the, the bus or the trolley, whatever they have there. Okay. They All right. Just go outside the gate and I can go take okay. the trolley to the um, convention center. Okay. So that's fair. When, when are you going down? So you're going to go down Wednesday or Thursday? He's trying to hook up with her. No, like, no, no. I'm just trying to figure out. Hold on. Hold on. I'm flying. I'm flying a red eye from. I'm I'm stationed at Walter Reed in D in Bethesda, DC. So I'm taking a red eye. Okay. And then I get there Wednesday because I got preview night. Got it. Okay, so you're going preview night. That's good. Go preview night so you can actually see stuff. Uh, what do you get, get there yeah. early too? Yeah. Because your pass, um, there's going to be a long line for passes. Yeah. So the early, like it literally yeah. beeline it from the airport. The airport's actually closer than the base, you know, for the, to the convention center. Okay. You want to go straight from the airport uh, yeah. to the convention center and start getting in line. Um, now we're going to have real. Know. We're going to have real talk. I want to yeah. know what what pan- I'm assuming you've looked at panels and things that you want to see. What are you excited to go and see? I am, like, so overwhelmed. I've been looking yeah. at and getting updates. It's really starting to freak me out because I've only been to, like, two other conventions. So I want to see Walking Dead. Like, that's uh, my main thing. Okay. Yep, and then I, there's a, there's a, a panel with uh, Moffat and Data. Yeah, stay away from that. So <laughs> I want to. So pretty much anything Doctor Who or AMC or HBO, you are going to be standing in line for about three hours before the doors open. But you know what? She's active military, so if she goes on the uh, AMC or the Walking Dead website, she can probably sign up for that Walking Dead The Experience that they have at Petco Park. Which I'm doing this year. I did it in Philadelphia. I did it in Philadelphia. Oh, you did? It was so much fun. She could could probably whip ass at it. Yeah, we're doing it. Nick Nick and I are doing it this year. I'm going to throw some bones. That's really cool. You're going to have... Knock them out. You have so oh, much cool. fun. I'm, I'm not going to give away the secret of not being infected. That's half the yeah, fun this- is trying to figure out. How you become infected. Clearly you kill all the zombies. No, the, the secret is be uh, active military. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, it, it's probably you know, walk in the park for not, her. Not being infected is pretty easy. Just kill everything inside. Yeah. Well, it's not zombie. a half marathon or wearing 30 pounds of body armor in Baghdad in the summer. But it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was because we did it in the um, where the... 
the basketball team in Philly played. They did it in the arena. So we were running around. We ran across the court. It was really cool. That's I, awesome. I think we just met the toughest Geekscapist. Yeah, I think we just might met, be the, the toughest You may be the, the toughest Wait. person who's ever called the show. So I'll pose a question for you as well. Um, well, Jonathan sort of kind of knows me. I'm one of his Facebook friends. Oh, okay. well, in that case, you guys are best friends. Okay. I kind of, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know everybody on my Facebook with friend yeah, list. clearly, that's... <laughs> Well, we met at ZombieCon. You barely acknowledged me. It's tomorrow. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, man. This just got <laughs> ugly. I'm yeah. gonna, this Comic Con, I'm going to be hunted. <laughs> so I'm ex military. I've taken out zombies. And you snubbed me once you're dead. Oh, click. Shit, I'm dead. Uh, hey, Jonathan, remember me? Probably not. <laughs> so, so, uh, so here's. Here's the rule: avoid all of the, avoid all of the crazy uh, TV stuff. show, the popular yeah. stuff. Okay. Do as much as you can on okay. Wednesday night. See all the really cool booths you want to see on Wednesday night, and then or Sunday. I mean, I in going for 20 years, I've actually learned about like the secret railroad through Comic Con that I can get from panel to panel without actually going around. But I can't tell other people that because it's a secret. He's uh, in the vents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's like a way. Like there's this really awesome like artery system that runs through the convention center that allows you to plug from like panel to panel behind like, it. Yeah. yeah. And like I'll walk back there and be like, oh look, there's Seth MacFarlane just walking through. He's like, oh look, there's Katie Sackhoff, and be like, what up, Katie? No, it, it, tomorrow. You know, we, 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 Todd McFarlane and Seth McFarlane were next to each other. Uh, preview night, because preview night there are no panels, and you're just going to be basically on the floor. Uh, drop by thirty, okay. drop by booth thirty nine nineteen, and talk to us, and uh, we'll we'll give you the layout. We'll, yeah, we'll John you. promises to snub you again. So. Uh, I will completely ignore you again. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, get off of me, phone. Well, now that I know she's active military, she could, you know. You could snap your neck. Yeah, she's gonna hunt. She's she's, she's gonna hunt me like uh, like. Shh, tap out to me. Yeah, <laughs> tap out to me. She's gonna. She, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be. It, she's gonna be Lance Hendrickson to my Van Dam, and uh, like she's go. gonna. I'll be like, my name. <laughs> my name is Jens. My mama took me. But uh, but good good luck to you because the first year is always the scariest. You'll be fine. Next year it's my yeah. first year too. So yeah, we're gonna, deep breaths. We're making Nick wear a diaper. Nick will be there. Johnny Ice is oh, gonna Nick. be there. You'll be a veteran in no time. She's a veteran, but she'll be a veteran yeah, for SCCC yeah. in no yeah, time. Yeah, it's a whole different kind of war. It's a war on nerds. Next year's also dicey. Next year's dicey. You never know who might end up in Afghanistan. So oh. I play it by ear every oh. year. So yeah. we'll this is a lifting family show. Just remember, place. to win war, you got to become war. And we're already geeks, so Comic Con will be perfect. <laughs> Tomorrow, I, I will, appreciate it. Thank you. I'll see you on Facebook. It's really just like deep breaths. Like, there's only so much Comic Con you can actually do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like you can't do everything. No. So you got to come in with the Comic Con guide, uh, really, or go through the website now, and just just plan your days and know that you're going to improvise. Like, you're going to show yeah. up for something that you want to see, and there's going to be a line out the window, yeah. uh, like out the door, and you're going to be like, "Okay, next." And yeah. just chilling out. Sometimes I skip things that I want to see or things that I want to do just to go. Get some get lunch and and, yeah. and I meet cool people everywhere. If it, it, you got to understand, is it's not just the convention center. If you don't have a pass, all of San Diego has geek it's stuff. The entire to do. town is the done. entire yeah. Gaslamp district has restaurants sponsoring events. It's got you know uh, different studios setting up cool experiences mm-hmm. that you can do without having a pass. Like yeah, really, San Diego has so many experiences that you won't even get a chance to. I mean, you can't do everything. So just. Do what you can and have fun. It's like the normal. And hydrate. Put oh, some hydrate pu- like crazy. Put some Purell on your hands everywhere yeah, and, and I, take a ton of. I'm vit- gonna be like. Uh, and take emergency. Burt Reynolds and uh, 
what striptease? Yeah, my boots filled with Puro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> take emer- take a, take like emergency every every morning. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, uh, take to some the, emergency. To the young lady who just called in, uh, prepare for the flu afterwards because you'll yeah. get sick. Your first Comic Con, you're gonna get sick. Afterwards. I just get oh, drowsy. Right. Like like the only time I had I've had a um a parking ticket like in the last ten years was uh I took a right turn on red the Monday after Comic Con when I was back in L A. And I just wasn't even look. I shouldn't have been driving. I was like too drowsy, yeah. and I was like, Rrr. and I was like, they like, did you see that sign? I was like, Comic Con, woo! And you drove off. It was I was so like, weird. you want some limited edition? That was like oh. when we were at E three though, and you just watched the nerds like wipe their face, rub their nose, touch the controller, wipe. Yeah. I was like, I wish my mom was here to teach people how to be a human <laughs> being because she would demolish all. There of should you. be an entire booth of moms. At just the, like, at all what the are you doing? Come here, come here, straighten this up. Look, your shoes are untied. Do, Tie these. Do you guys have specific things that you're looking forward to? Because I have like. I mean, obviously, the Geekscape booth. We've got, like, Orlando Jones. Are you looking forward to the Geekscape booth? I, I, I am. because Orlando Jones is sort of my best friend? Yeah, we're kind of so crazy. Bro. Orlando Jones is coming see him again. twice. Whoa. And we're doing, um, I just got, uh, oh, Once man. on your back? Oh, sorry. I got a ton of a ton of cool people coming by, um, doing some signings. There's some Lion Forge people there. We're going to be doing the whole uh, Miami Vice Night Rider, awesome. Airwolf promotion. It no, ain't no Night Rider. Saved by the we're Bell. Gonna be do- Saved by the Bell and Punky Brewster. We're going to be promoting those books and a ton more. We're going to be doing the Geekscape stuff, so you'll get get to see some Dark of the Dead. We're going to be shooting Dark of the Dead stuff during what? San Diego. I got Yeah, today was look for a sound guy in San Diego who has a, a, geek, a Comic-Con pass day. And um, we're going to be showing you the first footage from Hero of the Prophecy. Also starring really? Gregorio. Yeah, we're going to have the, the trailer running. On uh, on a real thing, so Gregorio, you get to see yourself battle Paul London. Um, Dreams come true. And then as for panels, like uh, I'm going to sound like a giant nerd, but Stephanie Thorpe's Elf Quest panel, I uh, saw her at uh, at um, Mel Kalo's like party, and I was like, Stephanie, sit down. And she's like, Oh, I was gonna. I was like, No, sit down. I'm a I'm an ElfQuest fan, and I don't think anybody knows that. And we got to talk about the you know because she optioned ElfQuest. Yeah. And I was like, I, we got to talk about the, the the state of the ElfQuest union like right now. Like we got to talk about it. And she just like outlined everything about ElfQuest and all the cool stuff. So I'm hoping I'm, she jumps I'm to the fan. next cult classic, which is Strangers in Paradise. After this, she just needs to jump from one cult like indie classic to the next. And Strangers in Paradise would be awesome. That'd be great. Strangers in Paradise is the thing I've seen my whole life and never read a single. No, issue. me either. I'll let me you either. borrow. Well, I've read it. That it's and good. Rockets are the two that I'm like. Oh, all right, I'll pick that no, up. No, no, I, I love. What was it? Poison Elf? What was the? Oh, one? Poison Elf. Poison I remember, dude, yeah. I made so much money in high all school over selling my <laughs> Poison Elves number one. I sold Poison Elves number one at the height of That's Poison great. Elves, and That's I made awesome. some that was like nineties grunge rock, yeah. Kurt yeah. Cobain inspired comics. I was, was like, good. I don't read. I read Witchblade. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna be a ton of fun. Maybe that Spawn comic. Yeah, that Spawn, please. Yeah, it was Goth for comics or Grunge for comics. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you guys specifically looking forward to? For me, I'm not, I I think the panels are so boring. Like people that wait in line to sit there. Like even when I would go to like Wizard World in Philadelphia and see those panels, I was like, well, I don't. I, I don't would go know. to the panels that pertain to your creative pursuit. Like if you want to be a writer or something, I would go to the cre- panels on writing. Not necessarily even to like gleam some of the information. Hang out after the panels, like Mark Zickery said, and not necessarily talk to the panelists because they're all going to get swarmed. But one some advice that Mark gave me, uh, you know, a while ago is. Uh, the support network for whatever creators on the panel, like their agent, yeah. their manager, their network, Swarm those guys. they're all in the front row. Really? They're all in the front row or they're standing on the sides of the, of the room. So whenever you go to see one of your favorite people speak, and let's say you're an aspiring writer and you want to go see like um, somebody from a doctor, like a Doctor Who panel, um, you know, 
talk to the people in the front row or on the sides. They probably work with Moffitt and all those people, and they're more likely to read your stuff than Moffitt will. And that's really or, – or hang out outside the room. And if you have something like a comic book or if you have something that you're writing, um, talk about it briefly. But yeah. don't bludgeon them with it. Just become yeah. friends. Like uh, this comic I was talking about earlier with my, my buddy Adam is doing with Derek Robertson. Like they met at San Diego just sharing one of those little pedal bikes, like one of those little rickshaws that go around. Mm-hmm. And they shared it like 10 years ago. And they were just talking about ideas. And he's like, I have this idea for a comic. And it resonated with – with Derek Robertson, he's like, I'll, I'll draw it when I get done with the boys and everything else I'm drawing, Transmetropolitan, and mm-hmm. and now it's a book that came out on Wednesday. So wow, that stuff happened. Miami I mean, Vice, uh, honestly, baby. well, uh, Miami Vice. I literally got the Miami Vice gig. We were setting up our booths at, at WonderCon, and they were like, Hey, we 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 just signed this deal with NBC Universal to do comics, and I was like, What are they? They told me what the comics were, and I said, Well, I'm a huge GTA Vice Cities fan. Like, who's doing Vice? You know, Miami Vice, and they're like, Nobody. And I was like, Yeah, okay. And I was like, let me do it. And they were like, okay. <laughs> like, they were fans of Super Action Man and stuff, and that's all it takes. So, and then like, I met this guy, John, who told me he was writing a thing for Miami Vice. I said, oh, they're doing a Save by the Bell comic, and, I, mm-hmm. and boom. And yeah, uh, I don't know the writer. <laughs> I, know, I, know, I, I know they have a writer for all I, the books, I, um, but... Um, Save by the Bell. I pitched them, and it's a Geekscape exclusive. I pitched them, and they looked at me like it was serious, but it would never get past NBC Universal because oh. they're pretty protective of the properties. I pitched them. I was like, the only way I would want to write those things is airwolf versus knight rider you know but that's da- stuff they tried that stuff like freddy da- versus da- ash versus jason that stuff kind of the first like, one was good yeah freddy versus jason because it came out of the treatment that jeff katz had written right for the movie right and then for, and then they added ash and, like, and i may or may not a have a I, I may or may not all i'm saying is i is may or may not yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all i'm saying is i may or may not have a script for an airwolf versus knight rider that i've been writing since i was five years old Whoa. like in my room <laughs> updating it as i gain more knowledge no, of it's about 700 language. pages long but it yeah. could totally turn into a comic yeah it's actually it's a trilogy it's war and it's a series of movies. Well, it's seen uh, through it the spins off into a, a, a television it, series. Um, and, if you uh, see it through the prism of War and Peace, uh, <laughs> it's actually twice as long. I love uh, when I get like cornered by a nerd that's like telling me, like, "Oh, like finds out like I'm in movie stuff," and then he's like, "I have an idea for a movie," and it turns into like this long sp- like now. Johnny Ice did that to me before the show. Like, I did literally. So I have uh, it actually. But um, you know what? His, his, his idea is actually reality, pretty good. But it's actually an alternate. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it an alternate reality so much as as a. It's like a different plane of, um, and then it's like a. Mystics. You ever thought that other people think differently? Than you, yeah, like I don't want to be in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I would see it first start out as like an action figure series that turned into a TV series that eventually became a movie. But the movie has to be shot. At this first. point, you're in your so, car. Gone. So, so, so a couple things. If you're going to Comic Con Friday night, we're throwing a party. And? Saturday night, we're throwing Ooh. a party. These are concerts. These yeah, are because no you know what the, thing, the truth about Comic Con parties is. I'm not good at parties, and I've never been to a Comic-Con party that is as good as just going to dinner with friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's always the fun I've had. Dick's Last Resort every year is the best Comic-Con party. So, so literally what I've enjoyed was I love Comic-Con. I, get, I wake up and I go running in the morning, or I go to the, the gym at the hotel, and then I get showered before anybody else in the room is even awake. And I go to uh, – there's in the gas lamp, there's a new IHOP Express, oh, and nobody discovered it last year. And uh, if I got into that IHOP Express by, like, 830 – I could eat my meal and walk to the convention, set up the booth, and just be happy. And then at night, I'd go to dinner. And this year, we have a concert. If you go on the Geekscape website, we have two concerts. We have a Nerfer concert Friday night and a Mega Rand concert Saturday night. And it's going to be awesome. Um, and I'm looking forward to those concerts. And I'm really just looking forward to um, – we've been putting up articles for what we've been looking forward to on the Geekscape site. And if you go, you'll see them. And I didn't partake in the exclusives one because I thought my exclusive was really lame. Um 
it's it's really lame. But this is the thing that I, um, probably before preview night opens because I have an exhibitor badge, I'll be able to just walk over there and ask them for one. Um, like Petco has like a booth or is promoting at a booth you know the pet store oh god is this gonna be a dog thing yeah they're giving away yoda ears for your dog uh, so i'm just saying cool. i'm gonna like walk care. open i'm gonna walk over before they open the doors and be like can i get yoda ears for my dog i'm over here at booth 3919 and i'm like name anything drop, you guys drop. want we can yoda ears and i'll get yoda ears for johnny ice's dog too macgyver so don't worry i'll hook you up johnny because they're only going to do 100. You know, that shit's going to be gone. But 100? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, it's going to be exclusive. I hope it's numbered. That's like when a celebrity gives like $5,000 to a charity. You're like, thank you. That was one. That was so gracious Oh, the you. Tyrese story is also <laughs> one of my worst Comic-Con stories, too. When Tyrese... Punched you in the head? No, he got up on the image booth and started, started yelling about his new comic, Mayhem. And he's like, who loves comics? And it was again. He had them in his hands. And he started giving them away. And as people took them, he goes, that's $10. That's $10. And people started giving his comics back to him. And he, I, he had a reverse tug-of-war, like push war with a, like a... 12-year-old wow. kid. That's, was, that's your worst Comic-Con story? It was, it was, you for, were that 12-year-old no, kid. For, for Tyrese. Oh, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. It was humiliating. That's uh, so, so funny. So what are the things you guys are looking forward to? Uh, I mean, I don't I do not do panels, man. I can't yeah. do panels. Like, Agreed. I honestly, like, I think I did Hall H once. It was the year 310 to Yuma. Uh, you stole my answer, man. Mm. Uh, uh, you stole my answer. Did I? Did I? <laughs> 310 to Yuma, I think I snuck into like a Hall H panel like early in the morning and then I just like camped and I'm like, I'm just going to sit here and watch whatever comes out. And it was like 310 to Yuma and like, <laughs> it was like, don't ever do a panel again. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so now I'll never do it again. No, I think, I mean, there's uh, Ben Edlin and Jackson Public are actually doing a 25th anniversary of The Tick, which sounds oh, kind of Oh, that's dope, really cool. Which uh-huh. is kind of dope. Do they have toys for it? Uh, I don't know. I would assume. We're um, looking up. We're know. looking up, dog. <laughs> and uh, The Awesomes, which is a new Hulu animated series by Seth Meyers. Which That's is gonna, cool. It's like Seth Meyers, uh, uh, Bill Hader, Dan, uh, Bobby Moynihan, all these people on the panel. And I'm like, yeah. why? You that, had me at Bill you, Hader, yeah. Yeah, you know no one is going to go there because they're going to be like, oh, Hulu web series, who cares? So I'm going to be there in a heartbeat to watch this. It's going to mm-hmm. be amazing. It's probably going to be funny. That's the stuff you got to find. The find where, like, there's like, oh, they're doing a, a panel about comic books from 1985 to 1987 yeah. and it just so happens Neil Gaiman's there like you know it's one of those where they throw somebody in okay. and they don't showcase it and they're like right. no one goes and you're like there's like Neil Gaiman in like a dressing room talking. now you're the toy person Nick is there yes. any exclusives or anything that you're looking for that just so happens we have like five minutes link. left so just remember um, <laughs> there's I mean, there's so many exclusives. It's it's pretty ridiculous. I think the best exclusive. I've never done the exclusives because again, it's a line and I'm spoiled. I've gotten the free exclusives and I've sold them on eBay for like fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah. Of course you have. Uh, if you're a fan of Archer, the uh, they're actually putting out a hand puppet uh, dolphin, which is what the, one of the cool. character Pam's uses, and it's in the it's it's like twenty bucks. I'm like, oh my god, it's so worth it because you know it's twenty bucks now, <laughs> and then like two days later, it's gonna be like seven hundred dollars on yeah. eBay. Yeah, no, that happens every year. Every without year. Fail. I'm, th- there's a Power Rangers morpher with the White Ranger power coin and the Green Ranger power coin. I don't know if you're if there's Power Ranger fans out big. there, but that is I think that's just like a really cool. How much is that running for? I don't know. Oh, thanks, Nick. Hundred million you dollars. You came prepared. That's what good. else you got? Um, oh, uh, I think I know that Sideshow Collectibles is doing an amazing uh, Mego from Superman Three, where it's evil Superman. So that's it's like cool. Chris Reeve, like the and he's ghost. got like a twelve he's, o'clock he's got like shadow. A 12 o'clock shadow. He's got red eyes because he's always burning something. Yeah, I thought that was great. It's like because they never show evil Chris Reeve because they're like, oh, we don't want to talk about anything after Superman Two. Yeah, oh, that was so great. <laughs> it was so great. Well, my, my, my brothers and I used to reenact the junkyard fight all the time. <laughs> I love that. And the scary robot woman. Yep. Every single time, without fail. You used to be the woman, right? dude. It's a hundred no bucks. It's a oh, hundred yeah, bucks. Totally worth it. I will you, not be buying. No, you got to get yeah. it because you, you listen. Listen, Nick. 
look, man to man, that's the only chance you're gonna have to buy that for a hundred bucks. Because a week later, that thing's gonna be two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. If you want this to happen, Nick, you got to make it happen in San Diego. Uh, That may have been what that Geekscapist was thinking when he was at the masquerade. If you want this to happen, you got to have it happen. Okay, I'll do a female link. Whatever. (laughs) The the G.I. Joe Transformers crossover figs are pretty tight. The G.I. Joe Transformer crossover figs? What is that? Just like... I think it's like two packs where they team up a G.I. Joe guy with a transforming robot guy, and then you have that. <laughs> Way to close out the show strong, Nick. Wow. Sorry. Nick, like, you're not excited at all to go. No, I'm, like, so excited. I just, it's very, it, it gets, oh, now I'm getting it's overwhelmed. Over, it's overwhelmed. Because then it's like, that looks cool. That, oh, man, that Boba Fett looks cool. Like, I don't know. What am I going to do? Yeah, anybody, no. anybody that went to uh, Comic-Con last year remember seeing those giant square balloons up in the sky with yes. those skulls? That was me, suckers. All you got to oh, do is pace yourself. Purell, water, comfortable shoes, pace yourself and get there early. I told Johnny Ice if he's driving down to get there at 6 a.m. on, like, Saturday, and he's like, no. And I was like, okay, then 7. But don't don't get mad at me when you're, don't like, parking 30 miles away and taking oh a trolley God. in. So um, Wednesday park at the Hyatt, 12 days. Yeah, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. Um, all right, guys, that was Geekscape. We're going to skip next week because we're going to be in San Diego. If you're um, going down there, check the Geekscape website. You'll know who is signing at our booth. we got some really awesome people coming by, uh, Doug Jones, Orlando Jones, Derek Robertson, um, a ton more. Matt you just got to be there. Matt Robb is going to come by. Yeah. Um, and, of course, you can check out everything on Geekscape.net. we got news, reviews, this show, all sorts of community stuff, and Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, search for Geekscape, befriend us. Um, Hashtag it. Matt Rob is Matt Rob on Twitter. On Nick Twitter. Gregorio is Nick Gregorio on Twitter. Tweet I'm, me. I'm Jonathan, I'm Jonathan Lennon on Twitter for Johnny Icebox on Twitter. I'm Jonathan Lennon. We'll see you guys in two weeks back here on Geekscape. Thank you. Peace. Peace. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.